Hello again, and welcome to Construction Marketing with Purpose. My name is Monica Pitts, and the other day I had somebody tell me that they wanted to make sure that their company showed up on Google. And if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me that, I would be a cotton-picking millionaire right now. But here's the deal. When we want our company to show up on Google... You have to understand that there's so many ways that it can show up. And what are those ways? Well, those are the things I'm going to talk about in today's episode, types of Google search listings. So let's get to business. If you're a natural-born marketer, you're one lucky son of a gun. If you're like most people, marketing, especially online marketing, is about as appealing as standing in a police lineup. The May Create team of creatives has transformed websites and digital marketing from craptastic to fantastic since 2005. Our podcast, Marketing with Purpose, makes sense of marketing so you can make purposeful decisions instead of carrying on with the same old crap you've been doing. And now your host, Monica Pitts, founder of May Create, with another episode on how to make your marketing not suck. Do you remember when there wasn't Google? When the word Google didn't mean look it up and it also didn't mean to every single business owner opportunity and like simultaneously, what the heck? <laughs> because your listing in Google is often the first encounter that people have with your business. And you want your Google listing to be as influential as possible, but with all the different kinds of listings that Google has, how do they determine who gets what, right? So let's take a look at that. We're gonna go over the different types of listings that you could potentially have on Google and how you get them and if they're guaranteed. And I'm gonna try to keep it brief because sometimes this stuff can get very what the heck, right? Like it can just get so intangible that it's very confusing. So let's start with number one, which is ads. These are the listings that you see at the tippy top of the page. They're almost always ads. It has like a little green box next to the URL that says ad right underneath the blue text. And ads show up when people are bidding on keywords related to the words you searched for. They look surprisingly like normal listings. The only way that you can tell one from the other is that ads show up with that little green ad rectangle next to the website address. So how do you get an ad listing? Well, you can set up ads in Google AdWords or Google Ads now, geez, I'm old, to display when people search for terms related to your business. So you would pay each time that somebody clicks on your ad. An ad is probably the most dependable thing to show up because you're paying for it, right? So you've got some skin in the game. And basically, if you have the budget to display your ad in the ad account and that ad is deemed appropriate and useful to the person who's looking at the search results, then it should display. So the second type of listing in Google search results is the knowledge graph panel. The Knowledge Graph panel is a very fancy name for that box that shows up with your contact information in it to the right of the search results. It's got pictures at the top and it'll have a map and it's got links to your website and directions and reviews and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like a business card and it shows up when people search for your business by name or something that's a really close variant of your name. 
Now, how do you get one of these? So the first thing you have to do to get one of these is you have to create a Google My Business listing. And if there's a listing for your business already, but you didn't make it, then you can claim it as your own or fix any incorrect information in the listing when you claim it. That's a process. I'm not going to go into it right now, but in the episode show notes, there is a link to create your Google My Business listing if for some reason you search for your business on Google and you don't have a knowledge graph, that would be the first step to do. Now, is this guaranteed to show up? Like if you have a Google My Business listing, odds are pretty good that after a bit of time, a knowledge graph panel will display when people search for your business's name. But Google never guarantees anything about anything ever but the odds are really good on this one, okay? Okay, so we have ads, we have the knowledge graph panel, and then the third thing we have is the local pack. They call it the three pack. They change the name of it every now and again. It's awesome, you know, kind of like they just changed their icons for everything. Is anybody else just completely confused about what they're supposed to click on to get to their email for crying out loud? I'm a designer and I'm mad at these designers. I feel like, you know, I'm mad at something of my own species. It makes no sense. Anyway, so if you're searching for something Google considers a local service, then the local pack or the three pack will display below the ads and search listings. Okay, let me say that again. So if you're searching for something that Google considers a local service, then the local pack or three pack displays below the ads in the search listings. It's got a map above it most of the time, and it doesn't have a lot of information about the businesses. It's just business name, number of reviews, what category you're in, phone number, link to website, that kind of thing, right? So they're right underneath the map, right up at the top. Now, for example, if you search for paving companies and pretty much any other search phrase ending in the word companies or near me, then you get a local pack fired back at you. You get those three listings underneath the map. So how can you get into the local pack? Well, first you have to claim your Google My Business listing, and then you have to start working on gathering positive Google reviews. You'll probably wanna get more than five reviews for sure, but benchmark your review goals on the other companies that are actually featured in that pack because more reviews often means more likely or more positive reviews, I should say, often means more likely to show up underneath that map in the search results. So is your company guaranteed to show up? Absolutely not (laughs) because these listings are highly dependent on location. So if you're hoping to show up on a local pack for a city that you don't have a physical address in, then you can just, you can hope all you want, but it's totally not going to happen. Like if on the other hand, you're hoping to show up in the town that you're located in against four competitors and they aren't Google savvy, but you have lots of good Google reviews, then you've got a great shot at it. So it's very location determined. I wish I could give you more hope on that. All right. So after the local pack, come rich answers. Okay, we've seen these. They are in the box. (laughs) How do I describe this? I want to let you guys know that there are pictures of each one of these things in the episode show notes. Okay, so that way you know what they are. So it's when you ask a question. So a lot of how to or searches phrases a question could yield a rich answer search listing. So rich answers can be placed throughout the search results on a page, but it's not necessarily right up at the top. 
Google searches pages for the answer to the posed question and then displays a short excerpt of the website's page as well as a link to the page. And it puts a little gray box around it. So it has the answer to the question with a photo to the right and then underneath it is a link to your website. They're pretty cool. We have a couple of them and they, they yield a lot of traffic for us. So getting one of these is pretty awesome. Now, how can your website get one of these things? How can it be featured as a rich answer? So most importantly, you have to write an answer to a commonly asked question. You can't just expect to show up if you haven't written an answer to a question. And then after you've carefully crafted that answer, you have to get your webmaster involved and do some extra schema markup on your website. That is Google's suggestion. Now, none of mine have schema markup on them, but they show up anyway. So I don't know. I can't say. What the heck is schema markup? Oh my goodness, am I going down a bunny trail here? Okay, I'm gonna, I'll tell you very quickly. So schema markup is a specifically crafted language to let search engines quickly identify and browse the most important content on your website. So this type of markup can encourage Google to look favorably upon your answer for the answer box. So a really easy way to explain schema markup is you put little invisible tags around content on your website to show Google what that content is. For example, if you have your contact information, you might put the phone schema tag around your phone number. So that way it scans the content and it's like, boom, that's a phone number. And that's awesome. And is there any guarantee that your answer is going to show up? <laughs> no. Google makes the final call on what it displays and where. So it might decide your information is awesome. And I mean, I hope it does. And it's totally worth it if they do, because the rich snippets that we have, these rich answers that our website shows up on, we get thousands of visitors every month on these things. So it's a pretty big deal when it picks up those answers for you. Whew. Okay, so we have ads, the knowledge graph panel, the local pack, rich answers, and then <laughs> number five, a normal organic result. Organic search results display below ads and the local pack when people search for keywords related to a page's content. So how can you get your website to show up for organic search results? I feel like this is what everyone wants, right? So you have to offer authentic information backed by good web design practices. That's my best offer for you there. So a well-designed site with good content will likely display in search results, even for generic terms, not including your business name. You have to offer content, one sentence and a bulleted list will not make you Google's star pupil. You have to give Google words to scan at least a couple hundred on each page and make sure to include words that people will use to search for your business. Whoa. And I mean, there is so much more information that I could give you on optimizing your website for a normal organic result. But that would be way too much to talk about right now. So I'm going to keep focus and I'm going to answer the question, is there any guarantee your site would display organically? Whew. Hey, guess what? Just like with everything else, Google gets the final call. So most websites do enjoy the benefit of this type of listing. If your website is not displaying this way when you search for your business name, then you have a serious bone to pick with your web designer. 
they, it should always display it when you search for your business name. Now, more specific keywords are easier to capture than broader terms. Like for example, paving equipment is a lot harder to rank for than paving equipment for a hot mix asphalt. So no matter what, you should be displaying on the first page of Google when someone searches for your company's name. Type number six, organic search result with site links. This is that big bad mama jamma where it's got a link to your website and then it has like six links to pages inside your website underneath it. They're so beautiful. You take up so much space. Ah, so like the knowledge graph, this type of listing is most likely to show up when people search for a business name or a very close variant of it. And how do you get this thing? Well, you should probably consider submitting a sitemap to Google to start. And then also consider the amount of traffic you receive on your website. If you only have 25 visitors a month, Google's probably not going to feel like your content is useful enough to display additional pages underneath your main website listing. But if you get lots of traffic to your pages, then it will absolutely display it. So here's a funny story. One year for our local online giving campaign. So we support 142 local nonprofits through a month long online giving campaign on a website. I took the donation page and I cloned it. And I had two donation pages on the site because I wanted to see how much my marketing actually brought in in donations versus the marketing of the organizations themselves. So all of my advertising went to this one page and I got the end of the year results and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Look at how much money I helped them, you know, get in donations. This is so great. And then I thought, well, geez though, I wonder if Google decided to index that page. So I Google searched for the name of the campaign. It's comogives.com and doggone it, it had indexed my page and not only that, it showed up in the organic result with site links. So it was one of the six pages listed below the homepage of the website because there was so much traffic to that particular page that it was like, oh, this must be a useful page. I should probably show it to everybody. And I was like, oh, you just messed up all of my data, Google. <sighs> That's not the last time it's going to do it either, huh? All right. So back to the course here. Is it a guarantee? No, it's not a guarantee. The organic result with site links is not a guarantee, but it is far more attainable than a lot of other types of listings. And it's very tied to your business name as well. So with a site map and a decent amount of traffic and some good web design practices, those links could probably be yours. All right, so number seven, the last type is an organic search result with rich snippets. Okay, so this one's an interesting one. And I actually, I mean, I hadn't paid much attention to it until I started really digging into this for this episode. So I've used them before. I just didn't think about them. So Google can decide to display extra formatting in your search listing if it deems the extra information provided useful to searchers. So it's when you see a listing and then there's a bunch of links underneath it that you can click on to go to other pages, not the big one, not the site links one where it's got six big listings underneath it with like a little bit of information about each page underneath it. Not those. No, it's just like a little set of links divided by little dots that go underneath your page description. 
So recipes and videos almost always have additional formatting, but your listing can be eligible too. So review stars, the post date, additional page links, those are all very common to see underneath your listing. How can you get this rich snippet, you ask? All right, so remember how I mentioned schema markup, that thing that can identify for search engines what content is on a page, like in their little search engine language? So if you use this, then it will give Google a shortcut to find the great content that you want to add to your search listing. And markup is unique to the content on your page, so you would pair the proper schema with your site content. Is it a guarantee though? Again, it is always Google's choice to decide what it will or won't add to your listing, but certain items are way more easily attainable than others. And rich snippets are gonna be worth the gamble of extra effort because they set you apart in the search results and it results in more people clicking on your listing. Now, when more people click on your listing, then that's a signal to Google that your content is relative to the person's search. And Google will then be more likely to reward you with higher placement in search results when other people search for this type of content. So in that way, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So now you know there are all kinds of different ways that you can show up on Google, right? You can run an ad, that is the most likely guarantee to show up. You can be shown in the knowledge graph panel, which is the thing over to the right with the pictures on it and your name is really big. That's awesome. And you're pretty likely to show up for your business name if you have a Google My Business listing. Also, there's the three pack. This is not a guarantee at all, but it's the thing that shows up underneath the map for local services or especially when people search for a company near me. You have rich answers. So this is a much broader application. And for these ones, this is when people are, are asking a question and it's displaying the answer to the question. And it's not a guarantee, but I know that if you get these, you get a ton of traffic. So they're pretty cool. Normal organic search results. We all know those and we all want them. There's no guarantee for them. <laughs> Put good content on your site and cross your fingers. <laughs> Heck, you can do some research too. Yeah, there's a whole art behind this, right? It's called search engine optimization. Okay, organic results with site links. That's when you get those six links underneath your main listing when people search for something related to your business or a close variant of it. And you're pretty likely to get these if you have a site map registered in with um, the Google Search Console. And then last but not least is that organic result with rich snippets. And while... Once again, you're not guaranteed to get it. It is going to set you apart from other people with your listing and you'll probably get more traffic because of it. So that's pretty awesome. And now you know all the different ways that you can show up on Google. Yay, the more you know. I feel like I just did some type of public service announcement here. If you're still with me, I appreciate it. And remember that if you want to see pictures of all these things, you can go over to makecreate.com and in the show notes for this episode, which is called Types of Google Search Listings, you will see pictures and that will probably help solidify this knowledge a lot. 
So thank you so much for listening today. If you learned a thing or two, or if you just really like this podcast, you can subscribe or leave a review. I would really appreciate it because it would help us show up for more people and answer their questions too. And as always, until the next episode, go forth and market with purpose. Thanks again for listening to Marketing with Purpose. Head over to maycreate.com, M-A-Y-E-C-R-E-A-T-E.com. Yeah, you heard me right, M-A-Y-E, create.com. For podcast notes and more resources to grow your business. Don't let your marketing suck. Get your pride on. Market with Purpose. Purpose.